Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun! And enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 193 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM Alex Newell, and with me today I have Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. 
And who are you playing? Not talking, too busy sulking. Hamitla Harun Altahan. Sell, everybody's okay, I'm sure, side bottom. And worried Azu. I'm going to try a new format. I've been told, you know, by all of the players that what they really enjoy are kind of mushy intros where we're not really sure if we're playing the game or if we're chatting. So I thought I'd stretch out a little bit, go a little bit weird with it. Uh, but yeah, we are in... <laughs> you are referencing a conversation which the audience have not listened to. That is a joke only and for which you. they will never listen to because it wasn't yeah. recorded. <laughs> what do you think about the intros and the outros, folks? It would be nice if they were tighter. Cool. You know what? Instead of making it tighter, I will meta-reference this conversation. Yeah. I just felt I needed to clarify to the audience what the heck was actually going on yeah. there. <laughs> so we are in other London and a wild Barrett has appeared who, although in my head, because of the whole flanking cloaked figures has a certain Diglett Doug Trio vibe going on (laughs) so the evolved form of Barrett Barrett Trio has uh, turned up at the main gates just sort of in front of Barrett's fortress is just a grassy area that if you walk through there's random (laughs) encounters Barrett comes through going Barrett 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 (laughs) (laughs) so yeah a, a, a wild Barrett has appeared at the main gates so I'm gonna go ahead and just start there cause cause I can so I believe Zolf was trying to direct petulance towards the gates at that point. It wasn't petulance. That was like a real look of abject hatred. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because it's, you know, it's Barrett. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest. It's not very effective. But nonetheless, Barrett does use his little key, open the gates and step inside to the compound with his uh, two flanking buddies who step in and then closes the gate behind and walks up. Gives a very small, languid wave to Zolf. Morning. This is a trick I'm going to make you suffer. Now get out of my sight. Raises an eyebrow, are the rest inside. Turns to his uh, one of his compatriots. Yes. All right, fantastic, thank you. Just pushes past Zolf. Yeah. The uh, two flankers stay outside for a moment, sort of look around. Then one heads inside and the other one uh, stays outside, stood facing out towards the gate. Not like all up in your grill, but close enough to be an annoyance. Fair enough. (laughs) Confide in the squizzard. (laughs) 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 They've heard worse. (laughs) So I am going to follow the uh, inward facing squizzard and Barrett unless I'm told otherwise. As in, is, is Zolf going to be doing anything is, is is what I'm going, you know, kind of the way that you have like a, you, you're poking at the animal going like, do something. No. Cool. So following inside then, I believe everyone's still in the main dining room last time I checked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember how the last episode ended. I remember all the juicy lore and this huge list of questions, but apparently I didn't write them down. <laughs> what? Uh, Bryn, you're the one we rely on. I've got fabulous. no clue. <laughs> I think Wilder basically explained to us that Barrett was about to come in. Yeah. And the episode we like, you don't write stuff down yeah. is the one where Incredible. I lay everything out end to end. God damn. Well, you lay half the things out. I may well have written stuff down and misplaced the piece of paper I wrote it down on. That's also possible. I'm just no. I'm just waiting for it to be like so. I now now that you've all been briefed. Yeah, we're fighting like some kind of banana, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
Sounds about right. Anyway, there is a at the uh, door to the dining room. Oh, somebody with a sense of rhythm is joining us. Hmm. Do we have to let them in? Do, do, do we are we in control of who comes in here? I have to say that I haven't felt in control for quite a is while. Is that an approved secret knock, Wild? Should we open the door? None of us. Wild know. gives a worry that isn't a secret knock. It's just drama. Gives a knock, knock on the table himself, and then the door opens. Ah. Hello, all. Does everyone in the world use the same secret knock? Like I it doesn't seem like seems like a design flaw, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Hamid, look who it is. Oh, Azu. Hello. Turns to Cell. You're a... Cell, yes? Yes. Hello, lovely to meet you. Offers you his hand to shake. Cell looks at Azu and Hamid and Wild curiously as having heard a lot of stuff about this... who This, this person... Well, they'll be assuming this is Barrett. Just wants to check how they should... Do I... Wiles just sort of gives it. Eh. Azu crosses her arms and has like a very un Azu like look of hatred on her face and gives like a little shake of the head like don't don't bless him with your hand. Cell <laughs> <Like, laughs> so will have begun to reach their hand out is genuinely looking at Azu and Hamid and Wild for confirmation. Sees that, like, the Wild Shrug, that as like, there's some processing going on, and then just as their hand is about to perhaps touch Barrett, like, snatches it back and, like, <laughs> folds their arms. It's like, uh, it is... To me... Well, it, it's... So, to meet you. Oh, okay. Barrett just turns it, to Wild. We've met. Right, so this is what we're working with then. Okay. This is what you've got. I assure you we are less happy about it than you are. Why don't you lay out what it is you think we should be doing and we will decide whether or not to burn you both where you stand. Well, uh, Barrett sort of gestures to the cloaked figure who stays outside the dining room and closes the door. Barrett heads in and sits sort of closer towards the wild end of the table than at the uh, non-wild. I'd be tempted to say, where was Zolf sitting? Ooh. Uh, it was two weeks ago, I can't remember. I am going to say Zolf was sitting towards the wild end and Barrett takes Zolf's... Oh, no, yeah, no, sorry, he'll be sitting next to Wild, yeah, of course. Barrett That's... takes Zolf's vacated seat and sits and kind of pops a couple of things in his mouth to eat and then sits back. So, I'm guessing that, uh, Wild, you've done your thing, yes? Wild just gives another... So, I'm here to make sure that if everyone's going to be playing with us, we all play nice and to uh, discuss next steps. So I suppose the first thing is, is uh, are we going to be able to play nice? I know there's been a lot of uh, lot of bad blood, but, you know, a lot of water on the bridge too, and at the risk of mixing my metaphors, hopefully one's washed away the others. No, very, very much not. So, some things aren't for- forgivable, Barrett. I mean, I'm not entirely sure where those animosities come from, you know? Well, it's... Mostly the repeated murder and kidnapping. Yeah, but m- most of that didn't really repeated even... Repeated kidnapping and murder? One of the two. Oh, you can't... St- oh, oh, all right, fine. You mistreated our friend. And us, but mostly her. 
Ah, right. I see you're right. working with the cult of Hades again. Oh, yeah, there's that too. A far cry from the uh, rejection you apparently suffered from them the last time we talked. Well, you and I both know, Hamid, that if there's one thing that we both share as a talent, it's the ability to uh, find more powerful friends than ourselves. You should be very careful. Uh, what? I mean, there's so many ways you could insult me, Barrett. That, that one's a bit strange, really. I, I have personally seen Hamid fireball... I, I mean, if you can do a bigger fireball, if, if more... Do, do you know people that can do more powerful f- fireballs than that? Because I would like to meet them, possibly from a distance. Definitely from a distance. I mean... Fireball's not really the be-all and end-all. Anyway, I would like to cast a spell on you, Barrett, and if you want us to trust a single thing you have to say, you won't resist it. We've got to have some way of checking you're telling the truth. You're going to tell me what the spell is, though? Are we talking some kind of zone of truth, something similar? I'm going to uh, be able to hear your surface thoughts as you explain further. Oh, God. Oh, yes, of course, fine. Uh, give me one moment. Barrett goes over and just opens the door and says, uh, you'll want to rescind your protection temporarily. The, the cloaked creature just sort of gives a bit of a cocked head. It's fine, it's fine. I'll come knock when it's done. Closes the door, goes back to his seat. Go on then, do your thing. I cast Detect Thoughts. I don't know if he can choose to automatically fail. Any spell that gives a will save, you can choose to forgo the will save in general. In which case, then, you start hearing surface thoughts. The first one being something akin to... So, tell us what happened to you after we left you in a cell in Damascus. I would say, unless I'm saying sort of like explicitly this is a thought, you can mostly assume that the detect thought, until I say otherwise, is a more sarcastic and weary version of the yeah, actual spoken words. I'm, I'm using words. it because I want to know about outright <laughs> lies. Yeah, no, that's fine. I understand as much. Yeah. Expect, basically, if I'm to say, like, one, two, three, four, it's going to be more like... <laughs> But yeah, in terms of the actual uh, speech, it's a closer to... Um, where do you want me to carry from? Uh, last time Grizzop saw me or last time you saw me? The last time we saw you, since Grizzop isn't here. So that would be... Gosh, that'd be way back at the uh, manufacturing plant, right? No. As we went with Grizzop... We put you in the cell in Damascus and Grizzop told us he saw you. He didn't tell us much about it. He told us he left you back in the cell. Yes, yes. He took me out, threatened to kill me. It was a whole thing. Then brought me back because, you know, I get that a lot. And then we... And more or less, I ended up in the cell. Uh, From that point, I'll admit, it was a slightly boring period. A lot of time to think... There was a failed attempt to rescue me by my own people. Frankly, they'd have done better to just leave it be. They weren't blessed with initiative, let's say. Then everything obviously started going to hell in a handbasket. And once Damascus started to have its own uh, unrest, it was a rather beneficial little meeting where my friends outside paid a visit. And turned out that my talents, should we say had a certain value, regardless of whether they were underworld-focused or of a more... Mm, organised religion bent. Long story short, they, uh, relieved me of my purgatory uh, in exchange for my assistance in the, uh, 
pardon the pun, Pandora's box that they had opened. Wilde just gives a very wince at pardon the pun as just like, ugh, amateur, God, ugh. Cell's face is just as confused as mine because I cannot work out what the pun is. Like, what was the, what was the pun? There wasn't a, we didn't, who's Pandora? This is not me asking in character. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Reacting in character, there's a moment where Barrett, you hear the surface thought of, really, God, what's the point of a classical study if that isn't articulated? And then Barrett's just, it doesn't matter. Don't fret yourself. So then, what? That's not the end of the story. That that, that was all quite quite vague. Yes. Specifically, what were you brought out to do? Really, I I would like specific words... Those would be helpful Ah, right right. now. The infection began with Other London. I have an unparalleled knowledge of this area and the people within it, including those who had managed to uh, survive, combined with... I have a certain technical ability and certainly mathematical acumen that has been particularly useful in effectively generating what might very well be the solution to this extra-planar problem. Better? Good. What's the solution? So the solution is one where I genuinely can't tell you here. What I can do, though, is bring you all to where the solution is and show you that solution. Uh, th- th- this this person has a hi- history of kidnapping. Am, am I correct? Because that sounds like a, yes. another location. And I... How about we all pretend we're at the correct location and you just say what you would say there and then we can decide whether we'll go to it with you. You can describe the thing. No, I can't. This isn't as safe as there. If the information was to get out, all is lost. I can tell you that there is a solution. I'm not going to tell you where it is until we go there. I'm not going to tell you what it is until you're afforded its protections. Right. I'm here as a guide. I'm not here as a best friend. (laughs) Good. You'll always be a man on the floor. You you, you don't have friends, Barrett. Oh, I'll give you you a detect thought on that one. You'll always be a man on the floor. (laughs) He bloody hated... Hated that. <laughs> not a flicker across the face, not a word. But the tech thought as j- he hates that with a burning passion of a thousand suns. Hates it. <laughs> yes. We'll avenge you, that's some, that's some excellent work. Excellent work. Very Helen. good. Very good. <laughs> Well, if you want to establish a level of trust, and there's this bit you can't tell us, then you better get your masters to tell us exactly what else was going on the whole time they were working against us, since you probably don't know. You're just a tool to them, Barrett. You do know that, and I know you pride yourself on being a useful tool. The thing about a tool is that if it's a very good tool, eventually you can't live without it. Except when they tied you up and threw you to us. I didn't say it was a useful tool then. Anyway, cases aside, what I can do is tell you what role we're hoping you might be able to fill in this regard, which should start giving you a little bit of a hint. And if nothing else, I should be able to answer any of your questions regarding the cult. If it's too high level, the answer might just be no one knows. In terms of what they've been doing, they've been (laughs) trying to clean up their own mess. When things first started to go south, they did what they always do, which is they tried to take control of the damn thing, even though it was already out of control. They uh, blew rather a lot of resources and certainly a lot of people on that folly. And then once they'd achieved their end of basically crippling their operations, they 
took a, a bit of a sidestep and conceded that they might actually have to help in the destruction of the thing. A lot of time they were working opposed to the Harlequins, whilst the Harlequins were a de facto government, but obviously with the fall of the Harlequins, that uh, particular obstacle has fallen for them. As far as I'm aware, they are still very much of the opinion that it needs to be destroyed, not controlled. Certainly, the solution that's on the table would not afford control. That I do know, because I've helped with that. You misunderstand me, Barrett. I could not care less about the misfortunes of the cult, though knowing what they've already attempted, obviously, would be useful information. What I mean is they need to come clean about everything they have been doing specifically to us and to the places we visited before all this blew up in their faces as well. If they want any level of trust, all of that needs to be made clear too. Ah, very well. How, how, how long has this been around? Like, this this seems like a big plan. And I I mean, I knew to meritocratic kind of... Maybe there's always been these long-running plots. I don't know if that's a thing here, but it sounds like you were in hiding for a you, thousand years. You say you, years? you have to understand. I'm a comparatively uh, recent recruit. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a die-hard devotee. Look, okay... The, the cult of Hades, they were, they were the defenders of Rome, okay? When they screwed up and, and then Rome fell, they... I mean, they were the defenders of Rome? This is the story they tell, I, I Look, assume. here you go. I wasn't there. I also truly, from the bottom of my heart, and you know this with Detect Thoughts, don't care. And I know that you know that. Proceed. Magical defenders of Rome... And when Rome fell, they never gave up their task of ensuring the survival and flourishment, whatever you want to call it, of, of, of humanity as a, as, a, as a species, let's say. <laughs> Which naturally goes a little bit at odds with the meritocratic establishment. Uh, only humanity? How? How what? The two questions at the same time. Put your hand up. Yes, Azu, in the corner. I glare really hard. Cell leans over to <laughs> Hamid. I don't like this guy. Literally no one does. Not a single person <laughs> who has ever or will ever exist. <laughs> I say that loud enough for Barrett to hear. It's, it's quite unusual for me. It's a new feeling. I prefer the word exceptional. It's not applicable. <laughs> so what I mean is you make it sound like the meritocrats were trying to destroy humanity, which I don't think is... I mean, I'm not human, so I don't know, but does not seem to be the case. So what do you mean the cult of Hades was trying to advance humanity? Do you mean that the cult of Hades was trying to make humans the rulers of Earth? Or, like, what does that mean? I mean, I suppose, broadly speaking, yes. It's Look, there's a lot of overlap with the Harlequins, if I'm honest. The Harlequins believe in, what, self-determination? Well, the cult of Hades sort of believe the same thing. The only difference is they're willing to make far, far more dubious deals to achieve that end. And if they end up at the top of that pile, even better. Self-determination for everyone and self-determination just for humans are actually very different things. Indeed. Ah, and there you go. That right there is the nub of the difference. Right. You have to understand, my little friends outside, they're not actually the cult of Hades. They're just one of a long list of questionable allies they've made over the years. Here's a question, then. Hmm. 
Is there anyone who the cult of Hades that we should know about? In terms of, is there anybody that we already know who may have been working against us the whole time? Ah, right. Half the British aristocracy, it sounds like. <laughs> Pretty much bang on, actually. I'll be honest, they're mostly dead. And one of the reasons that the Squizzards seem... That is what you've been calling them, right? It's a good name. Yes. Yes, yes the... I like it. Um, the Squizzards have... Uh, Taking a bit of a shine to me, as more and more of the cult have disappeared, and uh, I've become increasingly rare an attribute, which is someone who knows what the hell's going on. It's affecting places other than here, basically. Other planes, other other areas of the ether, whatever you want to call it, I don't know. Other planes. Sure, that. Can I... I know this never goes well for me, <laughs> but... Sneak up on him! (laughs) Can I um, roll a knowledge religion to figure out how big of a problem it is that the infection is apparently in lots of different planes? I'd allow a knowledge religion, but you'll need to roll decently. Knowledge planes would be the most useful one here. Well... Oh, that's only a 16. Probably bad. <laughs> You're pretty. Again, you never really paid attention at seminary school. We've established this before. Yeah, yeah. That's just you heard. Recurring. You know, the mind and the body must be developed together. And you heard, develop the body. I am on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll deal with mind later. And then the world went to hell. You're pretty certain that, like, you know, heaven has been described as a plane before and things like that. But plane's a pretty broad term. Certainly, it probably has sort of existential ramifications oh dear okay so other questions how were the cult involved in what happened with Kafka in Prague oh ha that one is a funny story they just cocked it up again yes obviously I would like to know more specifically what what were they trying to do and in what way did it go wrong they weren't trying to do much the thing is is Kafka was an absolute diehard Hades man don't get it me wrong he also went completely off-piste, as a lot of the Hades lot are wont to do. You have to remember, the simulacrum was one of about 40 different schemes they had cooking and boiling. It's just the only one that sort of really got off the ground. Only in, it kind of really got off the ground. Kafka just went mad with power. He was afforded the resources and the abilities of the cult of Hades, but he went very old school and um, frankly wasn't especially useful. From what I understand, his connection with the simulacrum is more or less what you'd expect. He was uh, tangentially related at best. What was the cult's interest in the uh, vault in the Bank of Cairo? Was it the heart of Aphrodite? Oh, yes. Well, more than just that. Um, what else? Well, there was some paperwork there, wasn't there, that you were, were digging around for, right? Sure. Well, that was part of it. Because you have... I mean... What Barrett just turns to Wild. What have you been telling them? Honestly, they have no idea what's going on. And Wild's just there, like, real calm, just like, because no one knows because you're being an arse. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yes, they were interested in any further things that they could make use of. Uh, certainly the heart was useful. Also, they were very happy, frankly, to just have the ability, you know, locks of hair and so on, to be able to track all of you because you were a problem by that point. In what way exactly was the gate spell in the centre of Rome corrupted? Where did it lead? What was the point of taking our family there? And what was the plan with that? Ah, right. A tough one, then. 
And I'll take a break there. <laughs> line up my thoughts. Well, well, Alex goes and rewrites. Just let me rewrite my story. We'll be back in two minutes. Okay, bye, 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 bye. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back. That was a really nice six months, Alex, Look, that we it's took off. a very difficult off. rewrite. Yeah. You know, quality work takes redrafting in an improvised format. Yeah. Bloody difficult. It's really cool. So, uh, Hamid, by which I mean Bryn, could you rephrase that question, by which I mean repeat it verbatim with no change whatsoever? No. <laughs> Basically, the question was, Rome, what up with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so the best that I can do, as I can tell you what I was told, I know you won't believe it, but I actually had quite literally zero to do with what was going on in Rome. I mean, if there's someone who knows more, we could just ask them, cut out the middleman. I mean... <sighs> All the cult of Hades really is at this point is middlemen. Explains why it's the worst. That doesn't make sense. Who is in charge? Yeah, like, you can't have a middle person without a top person. Well, the thing about being a middle manager is that if every single person above you starts to disappear, you sort of end up in charge. Is... are you trying to tell us that you are in charge? Because the way that you're skirting around stuff, it doesn't sound like you actually know as much as you're trying to let on. So is this somebody that actually knows or is this all a kind of chaos in which no one has as much control as anyone thinks? Hamid, you have a detect thought thing that he doesn't say and doesn't pass across, which basically boils down to rather cruelly looking at Cell. Oh, God, it's Sasha, but with a spine. (gasps) Not a word said, but you will detect that thought. Mm. Yes, Okay. look. Here's the situation. The cult of Hades was defined by its allegiances, right? More and more of the actual cult have been dying off left, right and centre. no. I mean, it's literally called the cult of Hades. One therefore rather assumes that they worship the god Hades and it functions more or less similarly to the other religions and that therefore there is a high priest. I mean, if you're going to go by, you know, that kind of principle... You, you you wouldn't make that hmm. assumption. Look, they're all mostly dead. I don't know what you want me to tell. Uh, not in a, like, let's go have a chat dead, like the Cult of Hades can often do, but just, like, dead, dead. Right. I, I, I can okay. give you the answers that you want, but if you want who's in charge, the reason I am sat here right now is because there's a lot of debaters to that, and this is one thing I'm good at, is taking advantage of a power vacuum. Indeed. Well... Proceed then. Do you pray to Hades? I don't pray at all, God. So, how does Hades feel about this? Oh, who cares? So, all of this is just some kind of fake scam? You're just a power-seeking scam? There's... with no ideals? I mean, are you the Tories? (laughs) Cult of Hades. Multi-level marketing scheme. (laughs) Helen gets it! (laughs) That's a very <laughs> Look, I'm sorry I interrupted you. <laughs> there are out there a number of, you know, true Hades, you know, woo-woo Hades lot. I'm not one of them. I just happen to be very high up in an organisation that happens to really dig a specific god. Okay. So you don't get any powers from him or her or them? Oh, no, me? No, 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 no. They're no. fine with you just... 
I don't think you were listening earlier. The Cult of Hades have one defining attribute, okay? Which I respect. They're many things, but one thing they are is very utilitarian. Okay? I am useful, therefore I am, if not even beyond tolerated, I'm accepted. If I was not useful, I'm not going to serve their ends, I wouldn't be there. You are all here right now, after your little jaunt through whatever the hell you were doing to get here, because you're useful. Given there's no one better, why don't you tell us what you know about Rome? I keep trying, and I can't seem to fit a word in edgeways. Azu visibly counts down from ten. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm going to jump to Zolf for a second. Mm-hmm. So you're there, on the steps, with a, a, a squizzed sort of stud, doing the squizzed equivalent of uh, lighting a smoke whilst on guard, um, which mostly consists of sitting there going, well, standing there going... <laughs> Eventually, you see the hood sort of just turn to consider you. I'm sort of sitting, like, kneeling on the steps, uh, you know, kind of propped on the glaive. I just make it go on fire (laughs) as a response to that. At which point... Yeah, could you give me a will save, please? What kind of effect is this? It is a mind-affecting divination spell or similar. So it's not emotion, it's not fear? Nope. 20. 20, yeah, it's still enough. <laughs> you know that it's trying... <laughs> I rolled a three. <laughs> yeah, like, you almost have to get a one for this to not yeah, work on them. It's... You get the distinct impression it's trying to muck around with your head a little bit. <sighs> you then receive a telepathic message that goes something along the lines of... And then it takes a sidestep and just stops looking at you and starts looking out the gate again. Do that again and I'll kill you. Understood. I'm going to jump back into the room now. Nice. Yep. I do enjoy our conversations, Ben. We'll save. I succeed. Excellent. I'll go to the rest of the group. So yeah, back to Barrett. So... Rome in a nutshell. Again, this is sort of third-hand information, but uh, as far as I understand, meritocrats were used as some kind of uh, tool to, you know, defend Rome, I guess, against all of their enemies. I don't really care. The important thing is that the Cult of Hades also were doing a similar role, and uh, when everything went a bit south and uh, the meritocrats were released, the Cult of Hades tried a sort of last-ditch attempt, I guess, to keep Rome going that went rather south. Um, as far as I'm aware, that uh, gate, was it you called it? The the, the portal thing, where they dumped it's all of your friends. a specific spell, yes. Yes, as far as I'm aware, that probably leads, di- if not directly to Hades, then certainly to his front porch. It seemed that way. In terms of why they took your friends, it's really simple. You were just interfering with the simulacrum stuff. The mess around in Damascus was the final straw, and they wanted a way to either make you more pliant, which obviously if I'd, if they'd have listened to me, <laughs> I would have advised that might have the opposite effect. But it had a beneficial side effect for them then, which was in your rescue. It took you out of the picture long enough for them to pursue their own ends. Unfortunately, those ends were bloody stupid, and here we are. So, it was a distraction. Wrong place, wrong time for you, I'm sorry. They made use of what is effectively a natural disaster in the centre of Rome by virtue of an even earlier version of their folly to keep you away from their current folly of choice. When we arrived there, there were four members of the cult performing some sort of ritual around the gate. Sasha mentioned it. News to me. I'd have to ask. 
uh, Detect Thought is a lot less disinterested and a lot more. Yeah. In fact, I might even give you the wording. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Noted is effectively the mental sort of conversation going on there. Well, perhaps we should invite your friend in here now and ask right now. Oh, they won't give you an answer. I'd, I'd like at least to, to ask them because you you are not... You're, like, you're enjoying not giving us answers a bit mm-hmm. too much. And I, I, I would just... I'd like to hear nothing from, from someone who's having not, less fun. They're not in charge. They're foot soldiers with calamari for a face. Do they know you talk about them like that? Yes, but I'm useful. Do I really need to keep repeating myself like this? Look, we have a place to go, all right? When we go to that place, there will be proper answers. I'm not here to give you all of the answers in the world. I'm basically here to just, A, get you there. No, 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 Barrett. What? You, you, you don't understand. You are here to give us every answer we ask from you, because otherwise we will not trust you enough to help you with your plan. And in fact, our response, rather than helping you with your plan, will probably be to kill you. That is the situation. Barrett looks you dead in the eye, and uh, do feel free to detect this thought, Hamid. If I die, everyone dies. He fundamentally believes that. Okay. How about if I just chop something off that you might miss? (laughs) Detect thought equivalent of... Ah. (laughs) (laughs) There's one other flaw in... Your, your scheme, Barrett. I, I believe that you believe that, but I don't trust you enough to have any faith even in your belief. So the fact that you seem to think you're somehow crucial does not give me any reason to keep you alive if I can't trust anything you say or do. Therefore... You, 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 you cannot hold a threat over the entire world if there's no understanding of what the threat is, and oh, since you right, can't right, e- explain right. your magic method to fix everything, you're not, you don't have a threat. All you have is an empty promise, and this is why you must give us everything you are. You can possibly do it. You seem to think that you have some sort of power here. You do not. Once again, you are a man on a floor. But this time you perhaps have the chance to be a useful tool for a little while longer. And you should be begging to be a tool, Barrett, rather than a man on the floor. Do not think you are in charge here. Do not think you have the power here. This is you begging for your life. Do I make myself clear? Hamid's hands are steaming. Barrett turns to Wild, and he's just like... Do you really have such a little control over your puts up the sort of bunny ears team? That uh, Cell gets up and says, "I, I, I do not want to be part of any plan that gives this man more power," and walks out. Wild leans back and, if effectively, with the complete acknowledgement of that, and he's just leaning and turns to Barrett and goes, "The only thing I'd have said different to Hammond was that I'd probably been, you know, a bit more." Cruel. You're not so much a man on the floor as a petty little dictator with a, uh, a sort of kink for obfuscation. <laughs> <laughs> so frus- frustrated, Barrett turns back to Hamid. Fine. What? What? What is it that you want? Just, I'll ask the questions. I'll give you the answers. Well, 
since you don't seem to know what really was going on in Rome, I was saying that you should perhaps help us ask your friend. This is my point, Barrett. You should be being as helpful as possible to us rather than sitting there feeling comfortable in your position. Fine, fine. Goes over, knocks on the door. His uh, squizzity friend comes in. Ask away. What exactly was happening around the gate spell in Rome? What was the cult of Hades' intention with that spell? It looks to Barrett. Looks back to you. I'll save you some time, Hamid. Um, you might want to give them the whole, you know, we hate you, um, we'll, we'd rather let the world burn than act without your answers, that kind of thing. Otherwise, they're just going to do that. It's sort of their thing. Okay, so let, let's see how clear I can be. We hate you. You receive a telepathic message. Ignore all man. His answers are at best. I agree. <laughs> Oi, don't do that. I smile at Barrett. I know you can speak. Less of that, please. <laughs> and remember, my detector is still active on Barrett. Yeah, he's not happy. He he's well, he knows how to recognise when a telepathic conversation's happening that he's not privy to. It sort of considers him for a moment, and then it starts speaking instead of telepathically communicating. The portal would close if it were not maintained. That would not benefit us. Why do you maintain it? Because we enjoy our presence in this world. Oh, so is it there so that you and the rest of you... Would you disappear if it closed? It would make life harder. That is not a anchor for an entire existence, but it's a start. A conduit for power. Huh. Yes. Are you aware of the time distortion? Yes. And you use it to your advantage? Yeah. Is Hades in there? Yes. Is this is this his plan? No, or their no, plan? no, no. Hades is a very large, very tired shark. We are in its wake. What does Hades want? It sort of looks at you. Who knows? I'll tell you what he wants. He wants what anyone wants. To sit on the pile and just be their head honcho. Hades, out of all of them, is the only one I get. Mmm... I think gods are more complicated than that. You would. So hang on. Does he not know? Does he not know what you do? Who's that to? To the to the squid. Azu has, has like turned her back on Barra as much as possible and is just talking to the squizzard. Does <laughs> does the storm care for the actions of a wave? Yeah. Right. As as it does what I did and like leans back and like thinks about metaphors and is trying to link it to Poseidon <laughs> in some way and like what she knows of Zolt's backstory. Another telepathic message happens to Hamid from the Squizzard. Small man is here because he does have some use. He does not speak for the cult or for us. We allow him to think he does because then he remains. Active, productive, and useful. Yes, that makes a lot of sense, sadly. Enough of that, thank you. I roll my eyes at Barrett. Okay, now I believe the next thing you needed to tell us was everything you've done so far to try and take control of the organism 
at the centre of the blue veins, the ways it failed, the things you've already done to try and destroy it, and the way those failed as well. I'm assuming that's to the Squizzard, or is that to Barrett? It's to both of them, in general. The Squizzard stays in passive, so Barrett steps up. But Barrett is more annoying, but but Hamid, you know, hates both these people, individually and together. <laughs> Barrett pipes up. A lot of it is kind of, you know... Wibbly-wobbly magic time, but... Um, yes, I understand wibbly-wobbly magic. Explain it. <laughs> uh, <the> fir- <laughs> I've got a degree in wibbly-wobbly magic. I mean, I very much don't now. have a degree, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> I have all the knowledge that you would have from a degree anyway because <laughs> yeah. of other magic. The original plan with the simulacrum was far more mundane. It would obey what they told it. Job done. Yes, I understood that bit. Once it started taking its own intentions, the first act was to um, infiltrate it. <laughs> that went particularly poorly, didn't it? The squizzard remains impassive. It's almost like trying to infiltrate something whose entire modus operandi is the uh, taking control of anything it's introduced to is a really stupid idea. Hmm? Turns to the squizzard, squizzard remains impassive. After that, naturally, they attempted to ring it down using their own means. As far as I'm aware, that consists of, you know, magic, spells, all that kind of thing. Though our friends here do seem to have a uh, desire to do so from their own home, plane of existence, whatever you want to call it, with little little use. Their last and ultimate failure attempt was some kind of attempt to maybe work with and or manipulate the Harlequins. Just win it in an outright war. You saw how that went. Broadly speaking, that's it. So nothing very clever or creative. So congratulations, Barrett. Finally time to be a nice big tool. (laughs) (laughs) Your turn. What is it you've worked out? And if you need to take us somewhere, I suppose we have to go there. There is a way to kill it. It is a combination of the magical and the mundane turns out I'm, for all of my actions, somewhat adept at the mundane, less so of the magic, but that's not, you know, my forte, and that's fine. The important thing here is that a uh, combination of the two we believe would work, but it requires two things. One, an item fetching, because it's almost like when you get a bunch of people together who are very good at thinking, very often they're not very good at punching, should we say. So we need someone who can punch their way through to a missing piece and then punch their way through up to where this thing can be used. Okay. And unfortunately, we've run out of people who can punch. Because it turns out our friends here, although they are, you know, tall and menacing and oh, so scary, uh, they're actually rather rubbish at doing anything useful against this thing. They can stay off its radar, certainly, but they're not particularly fighty. Yes, yes, yes. What is the missing piece, and where exactly do you think it can be used? And these, my friend, are questions that can only be answered at your uh, next location. I'm going to cut to Cell stepping out beside Zolf to a uh, creepy thing that's very pointedly not looking at Zolf. I see you've been uh, making friends, Mr Smith. Try to do something to my mind. If he does it again, I'll kill him. Makes sense. How's it going in there? Looks like you've met Barrett. There's a plan that he wants us to be part of, and he seems altogether too happy about the plan. And any plan that makes that man happy, I worry, would be just as bad for the world as whatever is happening right now. And I don't really want to be in the room where 
I could be convinced that it's a good plan because I think that he's good at convincing people, but he's not good. So I kind of, I, I think there needs to be some reflection on whatever it is he asks us to do because, you know, no offense and sort of talk to the squizzard. I mean, really, kind of, kind of offense. Um, but you know, I don't want these people in charge of uh, of reality. So, I came, I came here. I don't really know what to do. Nope. That's why I'm out here. At which point, both of you, I might, we won't require a perception check here. Approaching uh, footsteps, one pair very small, one pair very large. And I think I'll end the episode there. That feels a sensible out. Right. Giant yes. feet. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I mean, it's Skrark and Summit, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. You don't know that. You don't know uh... that. I mean, it definitely is. <laughs> okay, why don't you shut the hell up and uh, we'll come back next week. <laughs> should, we, should we go to next week and, and meet those two again? Great. Bye, okay. bye, bye. God damn it. Bye. See you next week, I guess. Bye. bye. <laughs> Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. Not so much a man on the floor as a petty little dictator with a, uh, a sort of kink for obfuscation. <laughs> oh, sorry, I wasn't expecting that big a reaction. <laughs> I, I, wow. I mean, you did, you did nail it, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe it. It's the rare and specific broken lineage. Is Alex telling Alex he's got a kink for obfuscation? (laughs) I can't. I can't. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello all, it's Helen here. 
the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the programme audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.